Thank you for choosing to listen to this message. At Coastal, we believe in changing and enriching lives through the power of the Word. We pray that this message would be a blessing to you. On the platform, but, but none of us can minister without the power of the Holy Spirit. So this morning, what I'm going to do is I'm going to talk to you. Uh, first of all, what sprung, sprung this was there was something that Rod said a few weeks back that really just grabbed my heart in a different way because I'd heard it before. But when, when he talked about Jesus Christ, the word becoming flesh and dwelling among us, and now we are in the flesh with Holy Spirit, now dwell among us, you know? And, and that just hit me in a different way than, than it ever had for some reason. And I started really just thinking about all that. And shortly after that, Pastor Rod asked me to speak. And I'm like, oh, it's been a while. Um, I'll get back to you. And um, so I was sitting here one Sunday morning. And I, it was actually the day I was going to tell Rod yes or no if I was going to speak. And I had been praying, Lord, you got to tell me what I'm going to talk about. And um, he said, I want you to talk about being saturated in his goodness. And then that just started my meditation, my study, and all of that. And one morning when I was laying in bed, it was before I was even ready to wake up, but I, I heard three words. And they weren't audible. You got to understand, I have never heard the audible voice of God, but I hear him. And he gave me three words, saturate, meditate, activate. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to speak about those three things and, and, and how they relate in the context of, of being God-made flesh manifest into the world. So what I want to do first, though, is I want to read a scripture in John 1, chapter 1. And I don't have that up there, Sarah. So this is just, I told Sarah, be prepared, because I'm probably not going to follow my notes. <laughs> and it's okay. Okay, so John chapter 1, I'm going to read from verse 1 to 14. And I, Father, give them ears to hear in a new way, because we've heard these things so many times, but... I feel, I really believe the Lord wants to just illuminate some things in a way that he never has. In the beginning, before all time, was the word, Christ. And the word was with God, and the word was God himself. He was present originally with God. All things were made and came into existence through him, and without him, was not even one thing made that has come into being. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. In, I, I gotta say it again. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shines on in the darkness, for the darkness has never overpowered it, never put it out or absorbed it or appropriated it and is unreceptive to it. There came a man sent from God whose name was John. This man came to witness that he might testify of the light 
that all men might believe in it, adhere to it, trust it, and rely upon it through him. He was not the light himself, but came that he might bear witness regarding the light. There it was, the true light was then coming into the world, the genuine, perfect, steadfast light that illuminates every person. He came into the world, and though the world was made through him, the world didn't recognize him. Unbelievable to me. We didn't know him. He came to that which belonged to him, to his own, his domain, creation, things, the world. And they who were his own did not receive him and did not welcome him. But to as many as did receive and welcome him, he gave the authority, the power, the privilege, the right to become the children of God. That is, to those who believe in, adhere to, trust in, and rely on his name. We owe their birth neither to bloods nor to the will of the flesh, meaning we can't give my mom and dad credit for me, <laughs> or you either. Um, to those who believe in him, okay. We owe their birth neither to blood nor to the will of the flesh, that of physical impulse, nor to the will of man, that of a natural father, but to God. They are born of God. And the word Christ became flesh, human, incarnate, and tabernacled, fixed his tent of flesh, lived a while among us, and we actually saw his glory, his honor, his majesty, such glory as an only begotten son receives from his father, full of grace, favor, loving kindness, and truth. I know that was a lot, but I, I had to read it because we need to understand that there is nothing that you see with your eyes that's materialized that he did not create. Okay, so let me get to my notes here. So we have to, I always go back, I feel like every time I preach, I go back to Genesis. And I'm doing it again, so sorry. Genesis 1:27. this is man's mandate. So God created man in his own image. In the image and likeness of God, he created him male and female. He created them. And God blessed them, granting them certain authority, and said to them, be fruitful, multiply, and fill the earth and subjugate it, put it under your power, and rule over, dominate the fish of the seas, the birds of the air, and everything. So you know, in the beginning, God created us, male and female, he created them. He gave us authority. He said, okay, this is what I want you to do. I want you to go, and I want you to subdue and fill the earth. We look just like God. Okay, so the first thing I want to do is I want to take a look at this word, saturate. I like that picture, Fred. Thank you. Uh, saturate, to cause a substance to combine with dissolve or hold the greatest possible quantity of another substance. And I'm using that word because it, that's what we need to be in light of our personality being so filled 
and holding the greatest possible quantity of the spirit of the living God that we are completely saturated in who he is. And it's possible. I was gonna use um, a glass of milk as an example to show you. And I'll, I'll just tell you about the illustration. I wasn't gonna use it because I didn't know how much it would apply, but maybe it will to somebody. If you got a glass of milk and you see that it's a glass of milk, it's white, and you take some chocolate and you add that chocolate to the milk and just, it'll go to the bottom and a lot of the milk will still be, it'll be white. But the minute you begin to stir that milk up, what happens? You don't see the white anymore. It becomes chocolate. And that may be for somebody. It's the same with us. When, when the Lord comes and makes his home inside of us, when we actually say yes to him and say, okay, Lord, I, I need you. I recognize that I am in need of a savior. He doesn't stop at just saving us. And there's a, we, we know the history there. I, I don't want to get too, too much off my message, but he came to seek and save that which was lost. We were lost. The world was lost. And he came as man because that was the, he had to get the authority back that was stolen in the garden. And the only way that he can do that legally was he had to be a man. So he was the perfect man. And then, not only did he do that and sacrifice himself on the cross for us so that the forgiveness of sin could come and so that the curse could be broken, he said, I'm not going to leave you without a helper. And really, that's going to be the main part of my message today. So talking about saturation, Habakkuk 2, verse 14, the time is coming when the earth shall be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. He's going to saturate the earth with the knowledge of his glory. And I started thinking about, you know, what does the glory look like? He says, arise, shine, for the glory of the Lord has risen. Upon who? Upon you. Upon you. I'll get into a rhythm here. Okay, I want to go to the next word, marinate. To coat or cover with herbs, spices, etc., and let rest before cooking or serving. So I, I love that he gave me that because, you know, you can't, you can't just look at it in the context of cooking. <laughs> If you look at it in the context of waiting, he says, those who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. We have to wait. With no waiting, there's no strength. I love the last song that we did. In fact, all the songs that we did this morning really, um, really speak to what my heart wants to say. And if I don't say it all with my words, I pray that the Spirit says it for me. What do we soak in? 
What's the marinade that you're soaking in? Is it bitter herbs? What flavors are we producing? What aroma are we emitting? Make sure the marinade is right. This is the marinade right here. You want to marinate on something? Sweet, fragrant. Okay, I'm going to read a few more scriptures. Psalm 91, 1 through 2. Whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. Again, just imagine yourself as that steak that's just resting, just sitting there, marinating. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. Psalm 62, 1 and 2. Truly, my soul finds rest in God. My salvation comes from him. Truly, he is my rock and my salvation. He is my fortress. I will never be shaken. I was listening to a, a message about looking in a mirror. And the Bible is like a mirror. When you read it, it reads you. Something is coming back at you. This is, this is the way that we check where we are in our character. Now, now we've we got to understand that the Lord is not sitting there with a big hammer and waiting to just pound us because we're not um, perfect. Perfection is progressive. I'm going to read 2 Corinthians 3, 15 through 18. The word of God is, is alive. That's why I'm reading so much scripture. It's alive. And when it's coupled with the power of the spirit, it quickens and it brings life wherever it goes. So if the resurrection power of God is dwelling inside of you and you're speaking his words, the resurrection power of God is flowing from your mouth. That's why I'm speaking the word of God. It's, it's powerful. It's quick. It, it divides. It, it, it separates. I can't, in my own mere words, do that. It's important that I read his scripture. 2 Corinthians 3, 15 through 18. But to this day, whenever Moses is read, Moses being the law on tablets, the Ten Commandments, a veil of blindness lies over their heart. But whenever a person turns in repentance and faith to the Lord, the veil is taken away. Now the Lord is the spirit, and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty, emancipation from bondage, and there's true freedom. And we all, those who turn in repentance and faith, we all, with unveiled face, continually seeing as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are progressively being transformed into his image from one degree of glory to even more glory, which comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. Romans 12, 2, do not be conformed to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind 
Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. What mind are we supposed to have? Philippians 2, 5, let this same attitude and purpose and humble mind be in you, which was in Christ Jesus. Let him be your example in humility. Okay, this is the good part. My third point, so my first point, saturate, which it kind of encompasses my whole message, but you got to marinate in the right stuff. And now there has to be an activation. And I was telling Jerry, we had this little conversation because I was trying to work out activate. God, how do I use activate? Have you ever looked in the back of an ingredient of shampoo or anything? And it'll say active ingredients. Well, you have other ingredients that are in that, but then there's the active ingredient that causes things to work, right? So here we are. We cannot function without Holy Spirit. He is the active ingredient. If we don't allow him to fill us, and this isn't a one-time thing. I've been a Christian for a long time. I have to be filled continuously continuously, continuously, because life has hard edges, like Mr. Scott says. It has hard edges. And, and we need to marinate in the right stuff, allow him, invite him, say, Lord, he said, those who are thirsty, those who are hungry, they'll be filled. So are you dry? You shouldn't be. You have access to living water. All you gotta do is ask. He said, you do not have because you do not ask. We, we take so much of this scripture and we bring it into the material world when a lot of the things that he's speaking about are spiritual. They're spiritual things. The blessings do follow. God wants to give us good things. He's a good father that way. But, I, but his primary um, priority is that we be filled with him. If we're filled with him, then we are good witnesses. If we're filled with us, we come a little short. Okay. I'm going to read activate. To make something such as a molecule reactive or more reactive. To set up or formally institute an organized group such as a military unit with the necessary personnel and equipment. He has given us everything that we need for life and godliness. Life and godliness. Acts 1-4. Jesus commanded his disciples not to leave Jerusalem, but to wait for what the Father had promised. And he said in verse 5, For John baptized with water, but not many days from now you shall be baptized with, placed in, and introduced into the Holy Spirit. Verse 8, for you shall receive power, ability, efficiency, and might when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the ends, the very bounds of the earth. Hebrews 4.12. I'm just going to read these scriptures. I'm going to get through, and then I, I got stuff to say after. Hebrews 4.12, for the word that God speaks 
is alive and full of power, making it active, operative, energizing, and effective. Romans 8, 11. But if the spirit of him, and you said this earlier, who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. Are you mortal? Then he's going to give you life in your mortal body, in this life, right now. Not when we die are we going to receive that. It's now. You're mortal now. Life. He will resurrect every dead place in us and give us the same power. What's dead inside of you? Do you have bitterness? He'll give you sweetness. Do you have brokenness? He'll put you back together. 1 Corinthians 3.16. Do you not know and understand that you, the church, are the temple of God and that the spirit of God dwells permanently in you, collectively and individually? John 7, 38, the one who believes in me, as the scripture said, from his innermost being will flow rivers of living water. Every time I read this, I think about being saturated. He said the whole earth is gonna be filled with his glory. So if living water is flowing within the believers, if we're going out and being the witness and flowing onto others, and then they in turn are getting filled and they're flowing onto others, is not the knowledge of the glory of the Lord going to fill the earth? That's our mandate. Multiply. Multiply Christ. Go preach the good news. Wait in Jerusalem for power. So Jerusalem, let's say, let's just say home. Wait at home for power and then go. Don't go out in the world without him. He's with you always, but let me tell you, we gotta stir, us, we gotta stir ourselves up. There has to be a place of marination on a continual basis because we are living in a world that's fallen and we do bump up against that a lot and it affects us, you know? If we're around someone who's sad and we're continuously around that sadness and we don't get in here and, 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 and let the Holy Spirit regenerate and do something in there, then that sadness is going to come on you and now you're going to have that. You know, Rod says oftentimes, some of you look like you've been um, baptized in pickle juice. <laughs> and pickling is a, is a marinade. So we can't be sitting in pickle juice. Okay, aroma released, 2 Corinthians 2. For we are the aroma of Christ to God among those who are being saved and among those who are perishing, to one, a fragrance from death to death, to the other, a fragrance from life to life. The only time that we're a fragrance from death to death is they refuse to receive the message of the good news. It's good news. We have good news. It's not bad news. 
This is good news. Jesus said he didn't come into the world to condemn the world. He came to the world to save the world. We have good news. We don't have a hammer in our hand. (laughs) The same power that raised Christ from the dead now dwells in you if you have been filled with the Holy Spirit. He will quicken or give you life in your mortal body. Out of your bellies will flow rivers of living water. Go into all the world with the good news. Christ, the anointed one, has reconciled man to God so that we can carry on the original mandate to fill, saturate the whole earth with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord. The whole earth will be full of his glory when the church filled with his spirit is quickened, made alive, and releases the river in them to show his glory. It is not us, but Christ in us, the anointed one, reconciling all and restoring all back to him, fulfilling the prayer that Jesus prayed. Do you remember the prayer that Jesus prayed? John 17, 20, neither for these alone do I pray. It is not for their sake only that I make this request, but also for all those who will ever come to believe in, trust in, cling to, rely on me through their word and teaching. Verse 21, that they all may be one, just as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they also may be one in us so that the world may believe and be convinced that you have sent me. Ephesians 4, 3 through 6. Be eager and strive earnestly to guard and to keep the harmony and oneness produced by the Spirit in the binding power of peace. There is one body. There is one Spirit. As there is also one hope that belongs to the calling that you received. There is one Lord, one one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of us all who is above all, sovereign over all, pervading all, and living in us all. I wish I had a a board because I would draw a picture of of a stick picture. The head. Jesus is the head of the church. We are his body. When we come into alignment, when we get his mind, when we come into alignment with his nature, which only comes through the spirit, we become the Christ on earth. Is that a a little too much to take in? You know what Christ means? The anointed one. It was Jesus, the Christ. Jesus, the anointed, we now become Christ in the earth when we allow him to move and live and have his being through us. We become the anointed. It's like the picture that was of Aaron getting anointed, flowing from his head, flowing on down, all the way down. We have to get the revelation, guys, It's not just what's happening here. Jesus said that I must go. If I don't go, the comforter cannot come. But when he does come, when he does come, and he has come, and he has been available to every one of us, the church was born on the day of Pentecost. 
when the 120 were in that room, they were waiting in one accord. They had one purpose. To, they were waiting for the promise. They were waiting for the promise to come down from heaven. And when they were waiting and they were praying and they were seeking, he filled that room with tongues of fire. And then what happened? They were ready to be witnesses. They were ready to go out. And immediately that day, 3,000 people came to know Jesus Christ, came to know that he was truly the savior that came into the world to save. And ever since then, 2,000 years ago, that's been the, what we've been called to be. We've been called to be that. His body on the earth, the word made flesh dwelling among us. Uh, I don't have a whole lot more to say, except <laughs> Isaiah 61. The spirit of the Lord is upon me. Upon me. Say it. The spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he has anointed me to preach good news. He said that signs and wonders would accompany the preaching of his word. Right? His word is powerful. His presence is beautiful. I, I um, have been saved a long time. And I'm more excited now than I ever was in my entire life. And I've been through some moves of God. We're waiting for the next move of God. Well, guess what? You're the next move of God. <laughs> You're the next move. He's waiting for you to move. Are we ready? How many of us need a new, new fire, a new infilling, a new, a new breath of the Holy Spirit? How many of us are hungry? Because let, let me tell you, if you're not hungry, you're not going to get it. If you're not thirsty, you're not going to drink. You, can't, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink. So if you're hungry and you're thirsty, Holy Spirit is, is here, ready, poised. I mean, this morning, it was so strong, I could barely stand. It's not my imagination. He manifests himself, just like you can't see the wind, but you can see its effects. You can see the effects of the spirit of God. Fred, I don't know if you wanna give us opportunity to, to respond to this word. Yes. Love that. Am I got the right one? Red. Red. That scripture that Maria shared from Ephesians. I love this version. He says, I want you to get out there and walk. Better yet, run. He says, on the road, God called you to travel. I don't want any of you sitting around on your hands. I don't want anyone strolling down some different path that just goes on its own and goes nowhere. And mark that you do this with humility and discipline, not in fits and starts, but steadily pouring ourselves for each other in acts of love, alert, and noticing differences around us and mending fences. 
He says, you are called to travel on the same road, in the same direction, to stay together, outwardly and inwardly. You have our master, our faith, one baptism, one God, one Father, and all who rules over all and works through all of us to present ourselves before him. Everything you are and everything that you are, we do it through our creator and in oneness. Yes. So we need to get up and start running. I hate running, but I'm telling you, I'm gonna run this race. Amen. Father, we just thank you for your presence in this place. It's tangible. And Lord, we just take this moment right now to just pause and we ask Holy Spirit that you would speak to us, speak to our hearts, show us, uh, show us how we can honor you. How can we honor you, Holy Spirit? We're so thankful that you're here. And Lord, I pray for every person in this room under the sound of my voice, Father, that you would give them new fire new passion, and if there is not any fire there, Lord, you said that a smoldering wick you wouldn't put out. So, Lord, breathe. Breathe, Lord. Breathe on your people. And I just want to create an opportunity that if that's you, if, if you're hungry, if you're thirsty, if you, just, if you want to be used in a way that doesn't bring glory to yourself, but if you want to glorify the Lord, if you want to be someone who is used by him, to bring the knowledge of the glory of God to the earth. If you want to be impactful and filled, come to the front. Come to the front. I invite you now. I, I, I pray, Father, your Holy Spirit would just bring freedom and a liberty that people wouldn't be held back, Father, but that they would be hungry. Thank you, Lord. Tony Fitzgerald says, we leak. We always got to have a shot of the Holy Ghost because we leak. And I feel everybody needs a shot of the Holy Ghost this morning. You can't do this Christian thing without the Holy Spirit. I just want to let you know that for free. I've been around the mulberry bush long enough to know that I can try and do this with soul power trying to be a parent, trying to be a business person, trying to be, you cannot do it without the power of the Holy Ghost. So you that are sitting, I'm not going to, you're not getting off for free. Because I'm telling you what, I'm going to give every shot, the, the Holy Ghost, every shot, chance and every shot to, to get to you. Because he wants to get to you more than you want to get to him. so I want to pray for you. We've got some folk that are standing up here and, and, they, and they're reaching out. And there's no levels of Holy Ghost. There's one Holy Ghost. There's no big Holy Ghost and little Holy Ghost. The same Holy Ghost that in our kids there, whether they're one or, one or two or five or ten, they're the same size Holy Ghost as the Holy Ghost that's in us. And I'm telling you what, today, don't walk away from the opportunity. Don't walk away from the promise touching your life. 
because there are things that will shake off your life, break off your life, open your eyes, set you free. You're going to meet people that are going to need the Holy Ghost this week and He who needs you to be the reservoir. We cannot be selfish people because there's no place for selfishness in the kingdom of God. So each one of us, I want you to posture no matter if you're sitting down, whether you're standing up, whether you're playing a guitar up here, you say, yes, Lord. In your heart, say, yes, Lord. Here I am. Here I am. And so, Father, I thank you. I thank you that today is the day when you release your power to another level in the Flagler County, in and through your believers. Father, we each one, including me standing up, we reach up and we say, Holy Spirit, fill me today. Fill me afresh. Fill me anew. And those that have never been filled, Father, fill for the first time. And we thank you for the quickening power of the Holy Ghost that would cause through us, would allow us to have our minds set on the things above and not on the things of this earth. That you'll give us eyes to see what you're saying by the Spirit. When we're having our conversations with our loved ones, when we're having conversations with our work colleagues, when we're having conversations with our family, Father, we thank you that we're, our, the words that we speak are spirit and they are life. We thank you for that, Lord, because we are going to be saturated. We're going to be marinated. Oh, Father, and we are going to be those that are going to be the vessels for the Master's use this week. So, Father, every soul in the sound of my voice, including a live streamers, you're not getting away from it either. So, Holy Spirit, did you touch them when they're watching, whether they're sitting with their coffee on their recliner? Father, touch them by the Holy Ghost. Holy Spirit, move like you haven't moved before in Flagler County. Father, I've seen a window of heaven open and angels ascending and descending upon Flagler County. People driving past 95 are saying there is something different about this county and it's because the presence of a living God is in this place. And so Father, we're the carriers. Use us, Lord. Lord, use us. Thank you that we have eyes to see, ears to hear what your Spirit is saying. And so, Father, I thank you from those that are standing up here that your presence may flow through them. Father, those that are sitting down there, let your presence flow through them. We thank you for the quickening power of the Holy Ghost. The same Spirit that raised Christ Jesus from the dead quickens our mortal bodies today. And I say yes and amen for Rod. We thank you for that, my God. We thank you for that, my God. In Jesus' name, and all those that believe that, say, Amen. Praise the Lord. God bless you.